Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. God is helping us. Um, things could be worse, but somehow God has preserved us. And we're happy today. We're starting a new series, even though we've spent all our time singing. We're just going to do the intro, and we'll continue next week. Praise God. Thank God it's a month-long series. So as we have used our time to sing today, we'll just do intro and continue next week. Hallelujah. But did you enjoy the singing, though? It was beautiful. I enjoyed it. And if you're a couple, like I said, we're married couple here, and you guys, you have confidence. Go and practice throughout this week. Next week, when we're looking for Buddha, come and sing. You'll come and do it. Either first or last stanza. You just flex for us. Praise God. But I didn't know Sammy could sing. I'm serious. I was very impressed. No, Sammy, I know he can pose, but I don't know how he can sing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Um, so today we're starting a series titled Pink and Blue. All right, Pink and Blue. What's the concept of this teaching is the, the fact that men and women are different. All right, men represent blue, women represent pink. And you see, pink and blue together brings the color purple. The color purple is actually the color of royalty. We like to call it even the color of God because that's the color of royalty. That's the color of dignity. Hallelujah. Kings always use purple. It's the color of royalty. Color of God. So it's man and woman together that actually represents the image of God. Okay? Man on his own is not the image of God. Woman on, his own, on her own is not the image of God. It's when we come together as man and woman that we now represent the image of God. Let's look at it in scripture. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. It says, so God created man in what? his own image. So when you see man like that in scripture, like this man here, he's not talking about Adam. He's not talking, uh, let me say, he's not talking about male man. He's talking about mankind. Okay? It's important you understand this. He's talking about mankind. So he says, so God created mankind in his own image. He said, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he what? Them. So he's basically saying mankind is made up of male and female, and it's mankind that represents the image of God. So it's made up of male and female. That is why pink and blue makes purple. Now look at Genesis 5, um, same script, same concept, same scripture. DJ, you should have the scriptures now. He said, male and female created he what? Them, and blessed them, and called their name what? Adam. So you see that. The original idea is that mankind is what represents Adam here. He said, in the day when they were what? Created. <clears throat> so, men and women, to, men and, and women together represents um, the image of God. That is why Satan attacks marriage. You notice that when they created Adam alone in the garden, Satan did not appear. The moment they created Eve and they joined together and became one flesh, the next chapter, what happened? Verse 1, next chapter, Satan appeared. Satan is always attacking God. And if you can't see God physically, he will attack the image of God. Do you understand this? He will attack the image of God. So man alone was not a threat to him. He was not bothered. But the moment the woman came and they became one flesh, they now represented and looked like God. They now became God's image. The moment that happened, Satan appeared. This is why the devil is still after marriage is still today. That is why if you are single, you need to enter marriage with that level of seriousness. If you are married, you need to understand that what you have is precious and that the devil is after it. Are you here, somebody? This is important, guys. And the reason why we are doing this series is not just because 
we're having fun. No, 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 no. That's not what it's about. The real issue is that, you know, the devil also culturally and psychologically and every way, Kali, affect the concept of marriage. He's after that. So he's pushing different campaigns to say things like, oh, men and women are the same. Men and women should be treated the same. Men and women are never the same. Men and women should not be treated the same. Are you here, somebody? No one should be treated less. They should just be treated differently. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The devil fights that. He knows what he's pushing. When, when this um, feminist, in quote, throughout this series, when I use the word feminist, I'm not talking about the real meaning of feminism, okay? Real meaning of feminism is good. All of us should be feminists. God is feminist. All of us. Even the Bible supports feminism. The real meaning, which is that women should be treated equally as men. Yes. I'm a feminist. I'm a Bible feminist. I'm going to do that t-shirt. Yes. I'm a real, the real dictionary meaning of feminism is good. But the one that they're circulating now is not that one. I hope we are okay. So when I use the word feminism, that's what I should do. All right? Because I'm English. When you say feminism, you have you, you, cool down. Cool down. All right. So, so when this feminist now, I'm talking about the ones that are just looking for trouble. When they push, what they're really pushing, they don't even know who is campaigning, who is, who is sponsoring it. That men and women should, should be equal. We are never supposed to be. You know, we're equal in that sense, but we're not supposed to be treated the same. We are different. Because where their campaign is really going, or where it will lead, or where it will end up, is in that more men will marry men, more women will marry women. Because if they are the same, then I don't need to really marry somebody of the opposite sex. Meanwhile, the first thing God said about mankind was that they were different, male and female. He said they are different. They are different. This is very important. So he made them Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Mm. It looks like a small dude, but the level of gender confusion going on now is mad. I know it doesn't reach Africa, but the little I know of life, once something hits America, last bus stop, I know anything comes here. We, even, we scatter it more than what the original person you understand how Nigeria is, Abi? Uber and Co. started great business when they landed here. <laughs> Drivers started kidnapping people. <laughs> they didn't budget, they didn't plan that when they started the business model. When it landed in Nigeria, taxify, they would off the meter, collect. <laughs> they started dimensions they didn't plan. <laughs> Somebody gets what I'm saying. So when it lands here, it's going to go in a new dimension. So it has started now, abroad now. Abroad now, they are pushing that if you give back to a child, don't even write male or female now. That's what's going on. That leave it blank. When the child grows, he'll decide. These are the things going on. So when I'm saying pink and blue, it's not fun. I know what I'm attacking. And it will pain Satan. Because I'm attacking the core of his campaign. The core of his campaign is that we are blue and blue. Which means you can marry anybody. Men can marry men. That's where he's going. When the Bible said in the Old Testament that men should not wear what pertains to a woman, women should not wear what pertains to That's what God was trying to address. God, God's not interested in, in jeans or skirt. That's not what he's talking about. He was talking about you not confusing your gender. Do you know the? Um, have you seen the amount of baby dolls that is raining now? Some people don't know what baby dolls. Is. Baby dolls, are those men that dress like women, or women that dress like men. Baby dolls. I don't want to mention names because, but it's risky. You know, it's risky to mention names. You know, it's risky to mention. I just, I'm trying not to mention names. Why are you laughing? What happened? I say, but it's risky. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but but the point is that. There is a campaign to it because gender confusion will lead to homosexuality. That's where it's going. If 
if a man is the same as a woman, why do I need a woman? And if you get what I'm saying. Because every gender we tell you, women find it easier to get along with women because we are, our goalpost is the same. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's where they are going with this. Men can get along with men because the goalpost is the same. But you see, us understanding that we are different helps us to blend more and manage our differences. But you see, they say we are the same. So you don't have to go through the steps of dating an opposite sex that won't understand you. Date your same sex. So abroad now, kids, they are even giving kids right to change their sex without telling their parents. I mean underage kids. Because before that time, if an undercage, a teenager wants to change his gender, he needs to come and talk to the parents, parents to agree. Now, the laws they are passing now, you can, your child can go to school on Monday as a boy and return as a girl. That's what I'm telling you. For you, we think it's about a joke. It's not when we're doing pink and blue. We are trying to make the lines clear how God made it clear. Male and female created it them. It's a big battle. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about now. But it's a big war. Satan is after it. Saying men and men are the same. Women and women are the same. We are not the same. We were never the same. We can never be the same. We are made differently. And all the frustrations going on in homes today is because we've not been able to understand and manage the differences between a man and a woman. We are all different. This means that the goalposts for men are different in a marriage. The goalposts for women are different. So we both need to understand each other's goalposts. That's the only way we can be happy. If we don't understand each other's goalposts, we'll never be happy. Because if, as long as we have different goalposts, it means when I score, you lose. When you lose, I, when you win, I lose. We need to both understand each other's goalposts so that we can both win. For us to win, it has to be intentional and deliberate. It can't be by fluke. Because the goalpost is not the same. I, gave the, I, can, I can off the top of my head give you a hundred differences between men and women. The reason why men want money is different from the reason why women want money. It looks like money is the end point, but you see, the motive for two of them are different. Women want money for security. Women want money to take care of family. So the average woman is taking care of her parents, her, taking care of her uncle, taking care of her father, taking care of her own kids. She's, she wants money to take care of people. She wants money to take care of herself. She wants money for security. Men want money for respect. Men want money for honor. Because a man's major need is respect, and he knows that one of the ways to get respect in this world is money. He's not thinking of getting that money to take care of people. This is why we have many rich men that their family is still impoverished. There are many men that have wife and children that are suffering, but they have money. How many times have you met a woman that is rich and, is, and her family is suffering? Hardly. She's thinking of everybody. They are calling her uncle, father, and she's sending money to everybody. In fact, there are many women that are broke, not because they don't have money. It's because of all the many people they are giving money to. So the goalposts for men and women are always different. Always different. So it's important you understand your partner's goalpost. And since I'm trying to say there are no roles in marriage. There are roles. See, you were fabricated for the role you are meant to fill. See this microphone. There is a speaker up here. They could have put the, 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 the speaker here. They could have put the speaker under. They put it on top because they expect you to hold it like this and speak into it. Am I correct? They could have put it under, but that wouldn't be very effective. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. So if these humans could fabricate this speaker to function at its best, why do we think the Almighty just fabricated people for no reason? He fabricated men and women for the functions 
They were created to, to do. If they were the same, they would need two different beings. He could have just made all men. He could have made all women. He intentionally made men and women different. And everything about us is different. Men are physically stronger for a reason. Women are emotionally stronger for a reason. Are you here, somebody? Men are physically stronger for a reason. Women are emotionally stronger for a reason. Women come with a womb for a reason. So it wasn't a mistake. Do you know, if not that biology has forced it today, feminists would have said the argument, let men too carry children. That would be the argument we're dealing with. Because they're trying to say everything must be equal. It can't be equal. There are roles. Why would God give a woman a womb and not give a man a womb? Why would God give a woman breast and not give a man breast? It's not fluke. Everything I'm going to be teaching you throughout this month will be either be backed by scripture, science, or statistics. So I'm not cooking them up. There are things all of you can see for yourself. Because I even see some Christian therapists acting confused. They say you're a Christian. You don't... So what does the Bible say? They are confused. Because of all the things going around. Men and women are the same. Men and women are never the same. The goalposts for men and women are never the same. Now, I agree there will be little exceptions here and there. That's normal. Exceptions don't cancel the rule. Because that's another area of confusion. Exceptions don't cancel the rule. Because some people get confused. When, when we say things like, oh, men are, men are logical, women are emotional. They say, hey, I know one woman that is logical in my area. <laughs> yes, there's a, there are exceptions. That doesn't cancel the rule. Do you understand? That you know one person doesn't change the fact that Hundreds or thousands of people are a certain way. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So I, honest, I, I respect statistics too. Like I said, I have most of it here. There are statistics for almost everything. Do you know they even found out that the way men commit suicide is different from how women commit suicide? You know, small thing. That's what I'm saying. How do you even get confused about this? Scripture supports it. Science supports it. Statistics too supports it. There's nowhere. There's nothing that supports that men and women are the same. Nothing. If there's a football match today, by the way, Manchester is beating Liverpool today. If there, yes, we're beating them around for, for, for 30 or so. If there's a football match, let me say this. If there's a football match, who, are, who gender is more likely to be packed in the stadium? Eh? There's no confusion in Sabi. So where, where are people getting confusion from? We are different. Men like football. Women don't understand why 10 men, 20 men are chasing a leather ball about. And they're not talking. We, anywhere there, there's conversation, women prefer to be there. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Man, we don't understand it. 20 of you chasing this ball. Which one? Why? What did the ball do to you? What? I get what I'm saying. We are different. If there's a beauty salon here, if there's a mall here, who is likely to be packed in it, male or female? It's just simple. This, this, for statistics, you don't even need to go online. Just open your window. You will see patterns that can't be denied. You will see patterns that can't be denied. If somebody gets what I'm saying. Yes, there will be exceptions. If I ask you a common question, who will take longer to get ready to go out, male or female? Female. Now, somebody said, but my uncle. In their house, the woman is getting ready and he's the one that comes like, yes, they are, I've told you, there will be little, little exceptions. But that your uncle doesn't change the rule that 99% of women are this way. Do you get this? Because that's not how they used to confuse people, that uh, if women are emotional and men are logical. So what of women in the office? Are they not logical? When we say women are emotional, men are logical, it's not all around. Women are emotional relationally. It's not that women are incapable of being logical. Of course women are logical. But when it comes to relationships, women get emotional. Because they are looking for the emotional needs to be met in a relationship. They are not looking for the emotional needs to be met in the office. Men, on the other hand, it's not that men are not emotional. Because 
men get emotional with things that affect them. Men are positional. Men are like battles and winning. So men get emotional in foot, football. So you see men crying on the football field. Not at the name. They're emotional. But in a marriage, they are not there for emotional. They're emotional about football. Emotional about politics. Emotional about other things. About money. Remember, money still traces back to power for him. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So yes, you must know how this is interpreted. Don't, get, don't, don't let it get, get it confused. Praise God. Okay. Today I'm going to just deal with one of the differences. There are so many points. I'm going to deal with just one of the differences. Ephesians chapter 2. One of the scriptures we read in the first service in Deuteronomy, he says God is the rock. He said his way, his, his work is perfect. He said God's work is perfect and his ways are just. Listen guys, this is important. This is important that I lay this foundation. He said the rock, his work is what? I can't hear you. His work is what? I'm not hearing you well. Are you reading the screen? His work is what? Perfect. For all his ways are what? Just. He says, a God of faithfulness without what? Iniquity or without injustice. He said, just and upright. Is it? Do you see just, upright, justice, all that faithfulness? Perfect. You see it there. The reason we have to know this is that a lot of times these feminists and these cultures and everything try to make us feel one gender is better positioned than the other. But everything God does is just. It's always fair. It's always fair. If it's God that is saying it, it's either you are misunderstanding him or you are interpreting scripture with culture. That's what happens to people. So let's go to Ephesians. Let me show you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Quickly, verse 22, I think. See where feminists get angry. See where they get angry. Ephesians 5 now, 22. Ephesians 5, 22, DJ. See what annoys feminists and... Wow, this baby is so fine. <laughs> Premo is not in, in town, I'm sure. Hmm? Can we see now? Let's read together, but they want to go. Okay, stop. The average feminist, the average woman that is listening to these people will get upset at this scripture. Why must I submit? It is because you are seeing words like submit as a negative word. If you read further, they will say, let the man is the head. DJ, go further. For the husband is what? The head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and is the savior of the body. They don't let you read down to understand. They say, why must you submit? Why must the man be the head? It's because you have equated submission to something negative. You have equated the head to somebody that dominates you. Interpret scripture with scripture. Where else has Jesus talked about something, somebody being the head? He said, he that must be the head among you, let him what? Serve. Is there any woman here that doesn't want her man to serve her? So where is the argument coming from? You are interpreting leader and head to mean somebody that dominates. And it's an African thing. It's a black thing because we see whoever leads us as dominating us. No. The context of headship here, he said, let him be like Christ, the way Christ is the head and is the savior of the body. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He's the savior. So most women are busy fighting what they should not fight. What they said, they didn't say wives submit to all the men. No. They didn't say wives submit to everybody's husband. No. They say wives submit to your own husband. 
So you pick this husband. Secondly, pick a husband that will also love you the way Christ loves the church. Women don't have a problem with submission. They submit everywhere. You submit on the highway when last man directs you. You submit when police stop you. You submit at the embassy. You submit in office. You submit in church. From when they came into church, they told you where to park. You went to park there. They told you what part of the place to park. You parked. They greeted you at the gate. They told you where to sit down. You sat down there. You've been submitting today. The problem is that you married someone that you are not sure his interest or his actions are for your interest. So what you are really fighting is not submission. What you are fighting is the man you married. And we can join you to fight him. <laughs> if you want to find, call us. We are boys. We are in boys. We'll go and fight it. But don't fight the concept. The concept is perfect. His ways are perfect and just. He said the man should be your savior. Look at it here. The man you should marry too. He has instructions too that look hard. See it here. He said for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So they explain what head is. The Bible always describes itself. Headship is not I eat three pieces of meat. Headship is not I shout and everybody goes on the table. That's not what headship. There's no Jesus Christ was Christ, Christ doesn't be our head like that. So where are you getting your own concept of headship? If you're a man and you're the head and you're going about telling your wife, I'm the head, you, you miss the concept. The head is not about authority, it's about responsibility. You are not superior to that woman in any shape or form. He said, be the way Christ is the head of church and is the savior, savior of the body. That's who you are meant to be. You are supposed to save that woman. Be available to help her in any way she needs help. Let's finish this scripture quickly. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife. Next verse, next verse, before TJ. It says, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in what? Everything. Next verse. Husbands, do what? Love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and did what? Gave him. So they explain what the love here is. Next verse. It says, that he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. Next verse. It said that he might present it to himself. What? A glorious church. Hey, listen guys. How your wife ends up is up to you. Your wife is your report card. Oh, somebody's not getting what I'm saying. Your wife is your report card to measure how good a husband, how good a nurturer, how good a, a, a groomsman that you are, how good a head you are. So it's not about saying, I'm the head. We need to see what you are leading. How Do you know why we're all running from Nigeria to Canada? We trust the head there. Sapo didn't get that, that's fine. Because they are taking care of their own people. So we want to run from here. If you are married and your wife is trying to run away, you're a bad head. He said, present yourself with transport or wrinkle and should be holy and without blemish. Next verse, quickly. He said, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loved his wife, loved himself. Next verse. He said, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and treasured it, even as the Lord the church. You see, the thing they told men to do is see how long it is. You know, women, just one thing they told them to do. And we have not rested since that time. It's typical. He said, for no man ever yet has flesh. Love it. Next verse, next verse. He said, for we are members of his body and our flesh. Next verse. Let's move fast. Move fast. For the cause shall the man live forever. Let's move. Go to verse 3. Give me NIV. Verse 3, NIV. Let's just jump to the end. Verse 3. They summarize this. And this way I'm going to just walk on and we'll close. He said, however, each one of you also must do what? Love his wife like he loves himself. And the wife must do what? So, from this scripture, 
the major need of a woman is love, and the major need of a man is respect. Again, I have wannabe Christian therapists that will say things like, well, who told you the number one need of a man is respect? Who told us? That's who told me, guys. I'm not that smart to come up with this. I didn't create any man or woman. And who did they bomb me? Marriage has existed long before they bomb me. If you want to know how I knew that number one need of a woman is love and number one need of a man is respect, how do I know? God told me. That's simple. When you create your own universe, right, tell us how it to be done. But in this universe, the creator has given us the expo. He said, look, it's simple. Number one need of a woman is love. Number one need of a man is respect. Now again, confusion is come. He says, so... You must note these people. They are generally confused and they, they, they like to go the opposite direction of whatever everywhere anybody's going. That's their nature. It's, it's, it's a low self-esteem thing. If everybody's going like this, to gain, gain attention, they go like this. Even though it is the bush. You must note them. See? See so, are you saying that men don't need love and that women don't need respect? We're not saying that. As a matter of fact, in every human being, there's both man and woman inside every human being. This is why there are women, some women that have male energy and some men that have female energy. So, scientifically too, that's pro- like I told you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you scripture. Men, man and woman was first together when, before they separated. So, they, they have part of both in each. Scientifically, they found out that um, even though men's dominant hormone is testosterone and that of a woman is what? Estrogen or whatever. They found out also that we, men also have estrogen. Just as a very low level. Women also have testosterone at a lower level. So there is, there is. Don't get confused. But when they say this, what God is trying to say is this. How a man views that same love you are talking about, he sees it in terms of respect. And how a woman sees that respect you are talking about, she still sees it when you love her. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what they are trying to say. It's not that say, you say uh, women don't need respect. Even my dog needs respect. But what my dog will count as respect is where the difference is. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's where the difference is. Men and women will see the score line as the different place all the time. All the time. So, number one need of a woman is love. What does love mean? Love means caring. This is why a woman's first love in her life is her father. This is where single parenting, you know, is an issue. Because it's raining too. That's another thing Satan is pushing. A lot of glamorous ladies have children that nobody knows the father. And these are popular people. So the, the problem with that is that as they are portraying their image, young girls are seeing is doable. We're all, always a product of our culture. So the more we have young ladies that have children that nobody knows the father, more of it, it, it and you notice it's multiplying. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not judging that. I don't hate that. I don't judge anybody. I don't, you know, I'm not interested in anybody's life. I'm just saying this is the reality. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. There are some realities that just exist. For instance, the issue of screens. Because we're in the digital age now, everything's on screen. From the day a baby is born now, start watching screen till they die. So people that are into optometry or whatever eyes, they say more, more kids are now having to use glasses. Where's Bukola and Buki and Flaky? Am I correct or not? Anybody in the will tell you that there will be more use of glasses now. It's not, that's not God. It's human beings that, for their own convenience, created screens. And now all of us are stuck. Can you compare the amount of hours you used to watch a screen when you were young? How many hours? The division starts 4 o'clock. And actually has an end. And your parents won't even allow you to watch from 4 to the end. But today, 
from when you wake up in the morning, you are looking at a screen till when you close your eyes. Are you, you think it don't have a consequence physically? It will. That's what I'm saying. So all these cultures of more and more young girls carrying children that nobody knows their father, it will have a consequence. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not for or against. I'm just telling you reality. What was I saying before? Um, there's something that made me talk about single parenting. Eh? Yeah, so a daughter, a daughter's first love is her father's love. Most of you here that women know what I'm talking about. Most daughters are attached to their fathers because what their mother gives them is not the same as their father's love. So most women that don't have a good relationship with their dads, they have what we call in therapy daddy issues because she's looking for love. They found out scientifically when a woman doesn't have that first father's love, she's more prone to marrying a nuisance because she's now almost desperate for love and she will take any love than no love. Statistically, most girls that end up as prostitutes or into runs had daddy issues. Didn't have a father to take care of them. So they are looking for it in other male figures. Even if the guy has 10 wives, they would rather have that small 2% love than no love. These are statistics you can verify for yourself. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? So a woman's first need is to be taken care of. That's why no matter how rich a woman is, she still loves it when you take care of her. If you still buy her gift, it's better than the one she buys herself. Even if she can afford it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Women love to be taken care of. Is their number one need. Men see it as mat- being materialistic. No, it's a real need that sometimes some, some people are expressing the wrong way, but it's a genuine need to be taken care of. That's why I said in the, in the mainland church, it, and it's not even God's design that a woman works as hard as a man. That's why feminists are deceiving you. They're pushing you in the wrong direction. You want to be equal with men? I don't want to be equal with men. If you're a woman. I want to be taken care of. I want to be baby girl. Which want to be equal with men? Why, why on earth do you... Men are physically stronger. Am I the one that made it? So why are you fighting me? Men are physically... Why do you think the creator was fabricating rubbish? The consistency of it will show you it's not a mistake. The heavyweight boxing male can... We, we kill the heavyweight boxing female. It's just designed. Men are taller, stronger, more physically built. Why? Because they are meant to walk. They will walk. They can take it. Women are clearly softer. More fragile, scripture confirms it. Say, treat your woman as the weaker vessel. Weaker there doesn't mean weaker as in she's inferior. Weaker there means delicate. Is a woman no more delicate than a man? Delicate, <laughs> delicate doesn't mean inferior. It's like, it's like you have a phone. You, you remember Tai 310? The first Tai 310, Nokia. Compare it now to the to, 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 I, I, iPhone, whatever. I, I, I did the same thing. That's like this. Like you, it's both a phone, touch light, weapon of defense. It's many things. That one phone. If you fall from three stories, you go and pick, just join everything together. And you receive call. Before you even put the battery, you're picking call. Compare it now to the delicate phones. That's what they are describing there. It's not that the woman is actually weaker. It's just a different body frame. And her own body frame was made soft that way because she will carry children. The his, his work is perfect. His work is perfect. Be careful of these guys that are pushing us around. His, his own original work is perfect and it's just. It's just. Culture has moved things. So women are now working at the same rate as men. Do you know who is going to pay the price? 
Like I told you, screens coming is not for or against. It's human made. It will have consequences. Us pushing women to work as hard as men, good. It will have consequences. Mad children are the consequences. Even in animal kingdom, they are not this confused. In animal kingdom, they know one person will stay with the eggs. Or the other person goes to hunt for food. They are clear. It's only humans that leave the eggs. And leave the, the puppies or the chicks. And the two are hunting for food. And once that happens, what, happens, what do the others of predators do? They are always predators looking for kids. So the amount of molestation, abuse, is on the rise. One of my daughters told me she was both abused by both male and female. Driver abused her house help, both as female house help. Many of those girls battle with homosexuality. That's under statistics. Most people you see battling with homosexuality is abuse. Most of those abuse is caused by either one parent being absent. Do you know how difficult it is when two parents are around to take care of kids? No, those of you that see have your husband and wife, you know how hard, you know how annoying those kids can be. They need attention. They need so imagine now only you, two of you are finding it hard. Now picture only you. Take care of those kids. You will go to work. You will still protect them. When you go and hunt, predator will appear and eat them. The major Barbie doll in Nigeria, I heard his own testimony. I'm not, he said it by himself. That he got his dad had many wives. His mom was kind of neglected. So he was growing with only his mom and not his Ah, there are too many stories I have for you. We'll do next week. He, he, his mom, he was growing only with his mom. His dad was not there. So he had to now become more feminine because he was growing with his mom. He's a boy, but every day he watches his mom do makeup, do hair. He began to like it. Look, children come as blank slates. This is why you must have a husband and a father and wife in a house. Any one of them alone can do the job of real parenting. Real parenting is too tough. There's something a man brings. A woman can even like work for a man. It's not not just money. It's not money that a man brings. The male figure in the house brings something. A boy learns how to be a man by watching a man. So if you like, like bring one billion naira, you, you, you cannot parent that boy. Bring 10 billion. Doesn't change it, fact. It's not my girl I'm saying. Yesterday, my, I was eating turkey. My son came and said, Daddy, give me your turkey. I said, bite this part. Just this small part. Bite and disappear. If it was his mom, give me turkey. My mom, mom will give him the whole thing. Take it. You're confusing him. That's not how life is. A father will teach you that life is not like that. Me too, I'm eating this turkey. Bite small and move. It gives you balance. It gives you balance. When only women raise kids, they, all, they bring the love factor. That's why you can't be the major love distributor in the house and still be the major form of discipline. It's hard. That child will not take it serious. Because he knows if he cries, now you see you, shout, mommy, I shout, if I cry for you now, you give me this thing. <laughs> she knows you, you, you can't stand him crying. My son does it. And he says, when he finishes your crying, we talk. Because I'm not moved. He will, and I know he's fake crying. I will still be there. I'm not moved. It balances him. Somebody gets what I'm saying. So, so, the two of them together bring the real image of parenting. So that Babido said, because he grew up like that, he's before you know it, he started also, children come as blank slates. Started doing makeup. Started doing hair. Today is the biggest Babido in Nigeria. So we see to say that's how it was. No, there's a root for us as as, as um, therapists. We, we know nothing happens for nothing. 
Anything I see, any madness I see in you, I'm tracing it. Where is it coming from? It's coming from somewhere. You were not created like this. So for, for us, we are training our job to find why. We're not getting clap for you. Why are you behaving mad when everybody's behaving normal? We want to know. So he, this is his own testimony. I didn't know. He shared the story. On, one, one other lecturer I attended this meeting. He was, he was an 80-year-old man or so. He was sharing his story. He said when he was young, the both parents left him with the grandparents. That's another problem. Parenting is something you must actively do. Grandparents are beautiful. They are good for support. They can't raise your kids. When they are grandparents level, they are not, in, they are not they are managing themselves. You notice that your same, your same mother that used to slap the hell out of you, your child will do something worse than that. You say, leave me. Come on, sit. They are not in that mode again. If you are even last born here, you will find out that the energy of your father used to beat your senior ones. Say, this one, my friend, leave this place. They don't have your energy. When you grow, you will understand the stress that adults face. They don't have time. After a while, they get tired. That's why some of you that are overly single unnecessarily for long, you think you have energy forever. You better marry quick now and raise kids now. As you get older, you get tired though. I don't have time to go into all these things today. So that elderly man was sharing his story. He said his, 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 his parents left him with the grandmother. And the grandmother used to make clothes. And one day the grandmother made a purple dress for him. Young boy. And he said when, when, when he wore the dress... The grandmother said, you look so beautiful. You look so good. He said, that affirmation was so good for him that he kept wearing that dress more and more so that his mom, the grandmom can compliment him. Before he knew it, when he grew, he started having gender confusion issues. He was a married man with kids working in a high corporate level. I think he was working in Honda Global. He was a big man in Honda. Global, not just only the Nigerian person. He's an American. He was top guy in, 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 in Honda. He had even worked in NASA and some other people. This was a top executive with kids. He was having gender confusion. He said he never threw away in his mind that purple dress. So one day, as a married person, he went to a therapist. And that's what's happening abroad now. Most therapists, once you appear, say, I'm gender, I'm confused. I'm a man, but I feel like a woman. They'll say, start taking hormones. They'll start pumping female hormones so that you behave more like a woman. And next thing, they'll tell you to go and do surgery. That's what's raining now. So when, I'm, so when I'm doing pink and blue, it's not for fun. I know what I'm attacking. I need to annoy it on this month. So be ready to defend the fourth. I'm attacking the cough Satan's campaign. So he started feeling like a woman because of that dress. So he went to meet the therapist. The therapist, of course, gave him hormones. And in one or two weeks, sharp, sharp, did surgery for him. This means they cut off his private parts, sir. This is what I'm talking about. I think I'm joking here. When they finished with him, of course, he lost his job. They packed him out of the office. Madness. He lost his job, lost his family. Of course, his wife divorced him. He said after he did it for a few months, he found out, I'm not a woman. But he can't reverse it. That's the madness going on. And like anything happening in America, we get here. It will get here. So when people attack churches, attack things, you must know where Satan is going. Church is the only place where they, some sanity is still being protected. Everywhere else, they are not concerned. Sponsors, are they concerned about it? They're not concerned. It's their money they're after. Church is the only place still trying to preserve sanity. But you, you are attacking church. Don't pay tight. Don't this. You think it's about tight. They are fighting. If they remove the only thing still standing, this world will be in chaos. Madness. The same guy was telling us that now they started pushing pedophilia. They started pushing, um, what's that, bestiality. 
Because the concept of freedom that a human can marry a man is freedom. Freedom is that I'm free to do anything. So it's not, the battle is not homosexuality. The battle is mad sexuality. Because once you allow homosexuality, why would you tell me not to sleep with animal? On what grounds? If he's free, a man is free to sleep with a man, I'm free to sleep with a woman. I mean, with the animal. If I sleep with a man, I'm free to feel, If this child can even change his agenda by himself, why can't I have a relationship with the child? If he's if consensual, that's where they're going. If they're already pushing it. This is not future. This is what's happening. On that one that we also rise, watch out, is polyandry. This is, um, or what they call um, polygamy. All those things. One man can marry 30 women legally. You know, right now it's not legal to have more than one wife. But the same people that push homosexuality, what's stopping them from pushing? They will soon push it. So you see one man will have 30 wives. Legit, all confirmed. It will cause madness. I was counseling somebody one day. He made a big statement. He's married, but he had a child outside wedlock. And I was talking to him about keeping his family together. He said he himself was born outside wedlock. So he doesn't understand why I say it's not good. Do you see the problem? I had nothing to tell him because truly, he's normal. He's not my normal. That's his normal. So children that will be raised in with those homosexual kids, you can't even tell them what is normal again. Because their own normal is different. If somebody seen one pink and blue, it's important. It's not a fun series. It's a battle for our sanity. I'll round up. Go back to that scripture. So number one need of a woman is to be loved. Number one need of a man is to be respected. It doesn't mean women don't need respect. It just means how women will still see respect at the end of the day is by you loving them. Do you get this? So love for a woman can be, so for some women is giving me attention, for some other women is giving me gifts, for some other women is staying one place. Or God, just stay one place. That's what love is. So that's how a woman sees it. In fact, a, a, a woman will see you not loving her as disrespect. So it's still love. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's still love. A woman will say, if you love me, you would. I'm a counselor. So these things, I don't, I don't cook them up. 99% of the time when we cancel, and we cancel people back to back. Yesterday I did like two or three. We cancel people almost every day, globally, Canada, everywhere you want to imagine. Virtually and all. 99% of the time, in every couple counseling, the woman's number one complaint, guess, I don't feel loved. So this, I didn't cook this up. Guess what the number, man's number one complaint is? I'm not respected. So the, the Bible... I, we did, I didn't plan it with these people. The Bible confirms it already. That this is their need. The man equates all the problem in his house as respect. She shouts at me. It's because she doesn't respect me. She doesn't come home on time. because she doesn't respect me. She doesn't allow me. It's because she doesn't respect me. The man calls everything respect. They interviewed 100 couples that had a crisis, that had conflict in their marriage. And they put two sentences. They pick the one that best describes how you feel. The first sentence is, I feel unloved. The second sentence is, I feel disrespected. 90, about 80 or so percent of the women picked I feel unloved. And 90% of the men picked I feel over the same conflict. Because that's how it's interpreted in their mind. Love and respect. So what does this mean? What's the wisdom in this as I close? It means as a man, be more emotionally available to your wife. Find out the practical ways to love her. Love is not just a feeling, it's a practical way. Say you gave himself for her. So put her first. She must come before your work. To be making using work as an excuse not to be around for your wife shows you don't love her. 
So you must make sure she feels she is more valuable than your work. Simple. If there's one car in the house, let her use it. Sacrifice yourself for her. If there's small amount of money in the house and both of you have needs, let her needs be met. Anytime I go shopping with my wife, oh, she always has more money, even though she's expensive on the kids. But I give her more money. Put her first. That's what scripture says. If a man is putting you first, why won't you submit to being put first? They're not swear for you. So the goalpost for a woman is different. Care for her. She wants you to practically care for her. On the other hand, for the man, it's very different. He wants you to respect. Because men do everything they do for honor. This is why I beg women and I beg feminists, please don't push man out of that his headship position. Leave him there. That's the only way he will participate in marriage. If you remove him from the head, more men will walk out of their marriages. Because they are there as the savior of the body. If they don't have a sense of meaning. See, men stay for a different reason why women stay. Women stay because they love family. Men don't necessarily need family. Men want sex and activity. If he doesn't have a sense that he's contributing something important, if he doesn't feel needed, he's wondering, I can have many kids everywhere. I don't need a family. So you notice there's a trend. There are many men that have children everywhere. They don't need one family. I don't need family. I just need sex. Sex brings children by mistake. Okay, but sex is the main thing a man needs. This is why side psychology has to be studied in schools now because these side chicks are not going anywhere. Because they are meeting needs that many wives are not meeting. The wives are fighting the man. Hey, hey. Those girls know. Do you know that, that Aristo relationship? Do you know they are meeting these two things? What are those rich, big men, old men doing for the girls? What are they doing for them? Care. Care. That's it. The old man is providing care. Nice apartment. Nice car. Change your phone. Care. And the girl is providing the two things that men need. Respect and sex. Those men don't insult. Those girls don't insult. They respect the man. The few minutes they see him, they know it's a few minutes I'm going to see him for this week. They respect him. If he says, I'm coming by four and he can't make it. So I can't make four again. She's like, oh, and I was expecting you. If it's your wife, you told you I'm coming by four. You don't come by four. <laughs> yes, man, you are always late. You are not serious. <laughs> you will issue him disrespect straight. So there's a circle going on in most homes. The wife is constantly feeling unloved. When women feel unloved, they disrespect you. When men feel disrespected, they try not to love you. They either walk away, not talk to you. They keep malice with you. They, so what happens is that both of us are holding what each other needs. If I don't feel you are giving my own, me too, I will hold your own. That's what happens. So the woman feels unloved. She shouts at you. She barks at you. She dresses you down. She insults you. The man now feels unloved. He carries his, I mean, feels disrespected. He carries his love away. I won't talk to you. I will keep malice. What we should do is that we should start giving each other loads and loads of what we need. Instead of withholding what we need. Are you here, somebody? Woman, give that man loads of respect. And listen, respect is not that he's behaving respectful. That's where the challenge is. Most women think that I, must, I will respect him when he's behaving respectful. Let me help you, women, once and for all. That respect there is not because he's behaving respectfully. In fact, it's because you want him to behave respectfully. That you should respect him. Let that sink. Because many women are wondering why they can't respect their husband. Say, this one, he's so slow. He doesn't even know it. He's not. Mm-mm. You won't respect him because he deserves your respect. You respect him because God said to respect him. And when you start respecting him, remember he does everything for honor. When you start respecting him, he starts to feel respectful. He now begins to also behave respectfully. That's what Abigail did to David. 
He told David, you are, you are going to be the king one day. Don't come and mess your hand with this thing. David says, it's true. Uh-uh. Where, 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 where was I going before, Seth? He grabbed himself quickly and behaved well. But David's wife that time was called Mika. That one dressed David down. Talk to David anyhow. Same thing with you as a man. You won't love your wife when she's being lovable. It's unconditional love and unconditional respect. And let me tell you, women, in closing, after close, women, many of you have male figures you respect. You see, I- I'll use church. I'll use church because it's the best example. Many of you respect your pastor. I'm assuming it's not me. <laughs> so, you see your pastor, you see him on stage. You see only the good sides of him. So you respect him. And in your mind, you're saying, why can't my husband be like him? Because I respect my boss in your office. He's the MD. He comes and everything is shaking. He says, why is this person not here? What's happening? Call this person. Why are the tax guys not here? What's happening with the factory? Where's the manager? Where's this guy? And you see that your boss, well-dressed, packaged, controlling things. Say, oh, Lord, this is the kind of man I will love. Thank you. This is what I'm looking for. Women, you respect that man. The reason, and you don't respect the one you have in your house. Do you know the difference? If that big man you respect marries you, you will start to see all his flaws. And you will also not respect him. So the respect is a decision. That's what I'm saying. It's a decision. It's not based on performance. It's a decision. If they give you the president now, you will... We all saw the, pres- the president and his wife. American president Trump, we saw how the wife too was. Other women can be true. You that live with that president, no matter who he is, you'll be seeing his flaws. Our own president, there was time they had to be telling the wife, calm down. She was saying her own thing. Am I wrong? God, this is real life. It's not me that said it. DSS, this is real. I'm saying what happened. I'm only reporting what I saw on the news. Please. So as everybody's shaking for the president, his wife is not shaking for him. His wife is seeing all his flaws. That boo-boo, you drop your plate here again. This was going on. This was going on. Because women are generally detailed. I'll talk about that as we go on. But like my wife will always say, women, learn to train your children and love your husband. Not train your husband and love your children. That's what most women do. They want to train their husband. Don't train him, respect him. Train your kids. Were you blessed this morning? Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift our hand? Let's rise to our feet. Lift your hand wherever you are. Say, Father, I understand your purpose for marriage. I understand that you have a grand plan. I will play my part in it. Go ahead and just take one minute to talk to God. Take one minute to talk to God. Say, Father, I understand the concept of marriage. It's beyond just fun. There is a bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger plan you have. Thank you, Jesus. Play that keyboard a bit if you can. Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. We will grow in our understanding of what marriage is. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the homes here. Thank you for the men and the women you are raising here. Who will listen to the needs of our partners. Who will listen to their ultimate desire, their ultimate need. And Father, we yield ourselves. Help us to meet that need in our partners today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Please, as all heads are bowed, just one minute, all heads bowed. Please, I want to pray for the person here today that is not born again. If you're under the sound of my voice and you have not given your life to Jesus, please, I want to pray with you. All heads be bowed. Please, can you raise your hand? If you want me to pray with you this morning, raise your hand quickly, quickly, wherever you are standing. Just raise your hand. Let's take one minute to pray for you before we close. Please, please, raise your hand. You know you are not born again. You like to give your life to Jesus. God in your life makes all the difference. Please raise your hand wherever you are. Is there anybody here like that today, giving their heart to Jesus? I can't see you. Please raise your hand above your head. Thank you, Jesus. If okay, yes, God bless you. Raise the hand, raise the hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise the hand. Ushers, please give them a slip in their hand. Give them a slip in their hand. Please, put a slip in their hand because I want to connect with these people after the service. I want to connect with these people after the service. Thank you, Jesus. Any other person, please? I want to know who I am praying with. Any other person? If your hand is raised up, please put your hand on your chest. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please, if you raised your hand, please come. I want to shake you. I want to shake your hand. If you don't mind, please come. Come to the front. Come to the front. If you don't mind, please come. I want to shake you. Come, come, come. I saw your hand raised up. Please come. Come, I want to shake you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to meet you personally after the service. Please come, come, come. God bless you. God bless you. Nice to meet you. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed. Please stay. Please stay. Please come. Come, sir. I need you to they, they help me get your details so that I can keep in touch with you. God bless you. God bless you. Please follow this lady. Follow this lady for me. She will just take your details. Take one minute and bring you back. Come on, church. Let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for accepting Christ today. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.